I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with obviously <laughs> it's gonna be the girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gang thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara. And I am James. And we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts. We host our weekly show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about consensual non-monogamy. We made a decision that we did not want to fit the societal norm when it came to our relationship, dating, and sex. We wanted to open things up, so that's just what we did. Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and have never looked back. If you're looking for more after the show, get social with us. Follow us on Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Twitter on sxuninterrupted, and Facebook by searching Sex Uninterrupted. After the show, be sure to visit sexuninterrupted.com slash radio show and sign up for our mailing list. We share all kinds of special offers, exclusive content, and updates. And then the smoke show. This week, we are smoking an indica-dominant hybrid called El Dorado. Its THC (laughs) content is 16.9% and is characterized by its fresh forest notes and lush bud structure. A review on Bud Tender shares, It's a hybrid, but it gave me quite the sativa effects without the panic. So it was kind of a surprise there. Still enjoyed it. Edison is known for its fair prices and average quality. This is a great example of the producer. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Oh, well. I thought it was good. Yeah, it it does sound good. I mean, not every weed is going to be great. There you go. I agree with you on that one. On today's topic, breakups and shakeups, in non-monogamy, we are not immune to the same statistics that monogamous couples are, and many times it is something that we face in our relationships and within the community that we are involved in. It can be very emotional at times for couples, singles, and friends, and in some cases, sex is or was in the picture, which can heighten emotions even more. This week, we asked Kristen, the independent unicorn, to join us as we discuss experiencing breakups and shakeups in the non-monogamy world. She shares what her breakup and the lifestyle was like and how she maneuvered the events that happened afterwards. Together, we share advice for couples and friends of couples who are experiencing a breakup and what building a support system can look like. We also discuss common shakeups that couples and singles may experience and offer some guidance in working through them. Lastly, we wrap up with answering our Instagram follower questions. Now we have a quick word from our sponsors before getting on with the show. This space is for rent. Our show is growing and we want to get your message out there. If you are a business and you want to promote what you got, get in touch with us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. We are flexible with our ad space options and confident your message will be heard. Again, email us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com for more information today. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. Uh, we are in our living room recording with the independent unicorn, Kristen. How are you? 
I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on the show again. It's always a pleasure. I actually really fucking love recording with you guys. Aww. <laughs> Yay. Well, let's just say we love having you around. Yes. You. <laughs> and so we are talking about breakups and shakeups in the non-monogamy community and the lifestyle as per se. Um, we wanted to talk about a few things because there's been some things that have been coming up. I guess. And uh, well, I think as we've been in the lifestyle longer, we're going on like seven, seven years of being in a relationship and being in non-monogamous relationship at that. So I think we've seen like a few shakeups happen, a few breakups happen. Um, it's not something we really saw in the beginning. I don't think, I think it's something that there's a little bit of wool covering the eyes at first well it looks so picturesque like yeah perfect picture, like you meet right? all these couples and they seem really great and but then you start to like get, get to know them a little bit more yeah. and you're like oh like they have some issues going on and then you start to meet people who you were friends with for a few years and then they end up separating or breaking up and you realize that the non-monogamy community isn't immune to the same statistics as monogamous. Exactly. And that's kind of like the point I was going to get to right after you were saying that. But like, you know, so 50, 40, it's like 40 to 45 to 50% of all marriages end in divorce in the United States. Um, and it's not to say that uh, non-monogamous people don't break up. Like we obviously have the reason why we're doing this episode, um, but we're not immune to the same statistics, but yet the reason why more non-monogamous people do stay together is or because more successful and more successful in, I guess their relationship, mm -hmm. not to say that's like one's more successful than the other, but to say like that they stayed together is because they have better than average communication skills mm -hmm. and right. Most relationships break up due to a lack of communication, lack of wants and desires being met, stuff like that mm -hmm. more or less. Mm -hmm. And so I think that because in the non-monogamy community, you can go get that from other people, more people, and because we have better than average communication, it, more of them are staying together. But again, it happens. Yeah, and it can be really difficult to navigate um, not only in your own relationship when you have a big shakeup or a breakup, it's also difficult for the community and your friends to navigate as well. Um, a lot of times, like as a couple, you're doing a lot of things together more than uh, more than most vanilla couples that Probably I know. Everything we've talked right? about going out together. <laughs> like we don't even like I know James and me don't see the point in doing like girls and guys trips because we only have a limited disposable income and we'd rather spend that doing something fun together mm -hmm. rather than you know spending two grand for me to go on like a girls trip and you to go on like a, a boys trip to vegas or something we learned that early in our relationship though too that like we Which just we did it we, we did, did it. it and then we're all like oh, i'd rather have i wish you were there the whole time we're like mm -hmm. i wish you were there experiencing that with me so a lot of times um, those circles of friends that you have, the things that you do, it's all very relative relative to <laughs> your your relationship. And it can be a little bit more challenging to navigate. Well, okay, so you break up in the non-monogamous community, you break up and you might have a few friends together and a few couples, but you probably still have your core friends that you met before you were with a couple in a monogamous relationship, yeah, right? And, and, uh, so now you're in a non-monogamous relationship and you're meeting and attracting people that are like you. Mm -hmm. So overall, you'll have all these people around you that end up being your friends. We've said it 
numerous times that our core friends group end up being more LS, Mm -hmm. right? We Mm -hmm. barely have very many vanilla friends that Mm -hmm. we consider really close friends anymore because we can now go out with people and hang out with people and talk about the things we want to talk about and not get the looks and the stares and the... So oftentimes you don't have that connection as much or as strongly as you did before. Right. And so that's such a good point. Right. And now you're in a non-monogamous one. You have a deeper connection with the people around you and you break up. Well, okay. Who becomes whose friend? That's like the kind of the topics that we're going to talk about is like who becomes whose friend, who picks sides. There's a lot of things in the lifestyle that could reveal them pick sides and and then reveal themselves after your relationship breaks up. Right. Like, a lot of times you think about this aspect of maybe one person is more liked, mm-hmm. right? And then they get more attention afterwards. That could be a dynamic that could happen. And one person could feel left out of like a lot of different things and thought that their friends group that they had mm-hmm. ended up liking the, their other significant other a little bit more. Yeah, it can definitely and, be a very emotional time and adding sex like into the picture makes it so much harder to navigate. And a lot of times with all these emotions, people tend to react instead of responding to and taking a look at how they're feeling about things. And do you you know what I mean? Well, that's like, it's the the attachment thing. And um, we had talked, uh, I had talked actually separately with uh, Charlie and Arian from sexbecause.com about attachment and you come so attached to things and when you have such a strong attachment to somebody like spending 7 8 10 12 20 years with somebody you have a very strong attachment to that individual so mm-hmm. it's in relationship breakups it's the same as almost in death not necessarily the exact same but you mm-hmm. still have to go through the type grief of grief that yeah. you experience when you lose something like mm-hmm whether it be a pet or a family member or a really close friend or any of that stuff. It can definitely bring up all of those stages of grief. What were those again? I think you wrote them down. Uh, It was, so first one is denial and isolation. Uh, Next one is anger. Uh, The next one is bargaining, uh, depression, and then acceptance. Yeah. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about acceptance in in the... And and how to navigate these two. Um, One of the reasons why we asked Kristen to be on the show today was because she actually experienced a breakup in the lifestyle. And it's been, well, over a year now. Almost a year. Yeah. So I'm sure that that's been pretty interesting for you to navigate. And I'm sure that you can share some some light in, in that experience because... We're we're not planning on breaking up, but we do have our shakeups, <laughs> we so have, we can shed light on that part. For sure. Shakeups are a little bit, yeah. That again, shakeups are more rocking your foundation, and breakups are completely dismantling it. Yeah. So severing ties and yeah, yeah. So um, so the this the story of my breakup, and I guess a little backstory for the people who aren't familiar with me, is that I got into the lifestyle via a poly triad. And then at one point in that the female counterpart, she decided to leave. So that left the gentleman and I in a, I I wouldn't say it was an established monogamous relationship, but there was a period between when she decided to leave and an event took place that we didn't talk about the lifestyle. Like there was no clear communication like, oh, we are going to delve into this or delve into that. Like we just 
didn't talk about it. So unfortunately, there was actually an event of infidelity um, that led us into swinging. So I personally don't recommend swinging as a fix to relationships. And that's just based on my personal experience with it. Well, okay. Let's be real. We talk about this all the time. And there are even doctors out there that talk about this. And there's people out there. If you watch the CNN interview, uh, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce said yeah. um, literally flat out on there on the Swingers episode for This is the Life with Lisa Ling. The only people that's not for are yeah. those yeah. looking to fix their relationship. And we talk about the magnifying glass theory where yeah. the things that are wrong, like not necessarily wrong, the things that are bad, yeah. like if you don't have good communication, if you don't mm-hmm. have this, if you don't have that, it will get worse in the lifestyle. And mm-hmm. because be you magnified ha- and just magnified, but the things you have good yeah. will get better. Well, and it definitely did magnify all the areas that we both needed to work on. And I mean, like it, it takes two to tango. So I don't want to put all the blame on him or like, I want to take accountability for like my role in the events that transpired as well. Um, so yeah like quickly within that like i think i realized just how much more on that poly spectrum i am where i can't show up and fuck like when we tried to go to lifestyle clubs like we tried multiple times and i was either blackout drunk or i was dry heaving outside the club because i was so anxious i was Mm -hmm. like i can't do this like i can't show up and fuck I like to sleep with my friends. Like, that's how I describe... Because Polly's such a... Sorry, I hit the mic. That's how, like, Polly is to me. It's such a spectrum, but I prefer sleeping with my friends. And that wasn't really his jam within the lifestyle. So already our intentions behind Mm. it weren't in alignment. And at this point, like, you know, the lifestyle, it's such a a learning and growth tool to, to discover yourself and also within your relationship and strengthen it. Um... So well, a breakup in the lifestyle is going to show you some shit. Well, and that's and, the thing, right? Yeah. Like, and so you got into the so, lifestyle via so cheating. We, we did. We I got into the lifestyle, the swinging side of the lifestyle via cheating, which didn't pan out. We tried clubs. We tried finding like one couple that we would just hang out with, like, you know, have it be <laughs> a little bit more on that poly spectrum. But this specific couple... Um, they also were very much so on that swinger side where it was like the intention behind, you know, going out for dinner, going out for drinks was you were going to go back and fuck after. And I'm like, it doesn't feel authentic to me. Like even within that, I was just like, but we're not actually friends. Like you don't really care tomorrow how I feel, you know? So that just really didn't pan out. But anywho, I'm kind of getting off topic here because like circling around to the breakup, um, and how it impacted the lifestyle, you know? All said and done, I'm very, very thankful for that relationship and all the bullshit that we both put each other through because when we did break up, um, I stayed in the lifestyle. You know, I discovered within that relationship, like I already knew going into it that I'm bisexual and a monogamous relationship with either one man or one woman does not meet my need for having both sexes and both energies in my life. So I, you know, the spiritual slut program that Tara put on, that that was the, that was the catalyst. That was one of the things where I signed up for it. And I was just like, you know, the dots or sorry, the dots, the stars, everything started aligning. And I was like, (laughs) oh fuck. I was like, I need to get out of this. And quickly within that, you know, I continued seeing my therapist, you know, doing all that self-work afterwards. 
Uh, to navigate it to to navigate and to navigate how I felt because like I needed to take a break and realize like I mean just like a break as a whole from life and figure out like what I was doing yeah like not that I was a serial monogamist or like a serial dater but in my 20s like I went from back-to-back serious relationship like you know two to three year relationships trying to find myself and build a home within other people and then I realized you know after this relationship I'm like holy shit I'm like this does not work and I need to own my shit take responsibility for what I'm contributing to these relationships not working. So mm-hmm. the past year of being a unicorn, a little poly unicorn, independent unicorn, however you want to dub it, has been absolutely phenomenal. Like I started seeing a therapist shortly after I got into that relationship, um, the previous one that we're talking about the breakup with, and I haven't stopped seeing her. Like I'm a huge advocate for mental health and really mm-hmm. sitting there and you know figuring out what you're contributing to these problems, but then also what you're going to do to fix them. And instead of blaming other people, you know, take a look at your shit and own it yeah definitely so, and wh- and what did you find like what was the community like after the breakup like friends like did that sort of stuff change like your group of friends my yes that was actually a really big thing that I had to personally let go of because we had a few friends within the LS but then the majority of our crew per se were actually vanilla that we partied with a lot and that was something that I realized that partying does not work for my soul um like I usually if I'm in a situation where I don't feel comfortable I will drink more to try and fit in I will get louder I will be more obnoxious I will hit on people more because to me being sexual is normal I'm just like oh yeah like this is me too yeah like vanilla people are like what the fuck are you doing like I remember one wife she's like I'm flattered but don't touch me and I'm like I'm sorry. I'm like, this is normal to me, you know? So being able to reevaluate like who I was hanging out with and who was a positive influence on my life, I was like, oh, okay. So there's these people doing this and it's okay if I come over and have a couple drinks and make out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I really had to reevaluate my social circle and, you know, um, I can't remember who the author is, but his theory is that you're the average of the five people closest to you. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have done. And I'm like, at this point in my life, like I honestly don't have the energy or time to be best friends with 10 people. Yeah. I'm like, I have four best friends and I'm like, I'm totally content with that. Because Are you the fifth? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say so. <laughs> you're best friends with yourself. That's so good. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting because you, I guess you guys didn't have the established community. No. So it's not like you um, had to navigate that aspect well, of it. Well, because years in the lifestyle will develop your community, yeah. your tribe, whatever, yeah. your and crew, think, as like, you like to call James it. and me have like a little bit more experience with that yeah. because we've had friends who have bro- broken up in the lifestyle and it's never easy. Um, I mean, us being who we are, we obviously like to reach out and extend the olive, olive branch to everyone and, be there uh, emotionally. I'm not well, be just, there for anybody. That's yeah. the thing, right? Like, and and it's be not there like emotionally, though. For, for either side. Too. Yeah. No, no, like, we never... That's one of the things we try to do as much as we can is to not pick sides. We offer, like, our space, the socials, the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So if you do break up and we see one of you, you know, I'm going to talk to you and ask you how that's been and how that's going. Um, and overall, it's... Like I, we are there to provide a space for people to feel normal. One thing that we have noticed is a lot of those people end up um, communicating after their breakups, right? Like 
you maybe potentially have kids together or you have something else. So breakups are going to happen and you're still going to have to communicate because you have stuff. So communicating also, if you're going to be staying in the lifestyle um, is something good because we've talked, I've talked to a Mm -hmm. couple guys that have um, said um, after they broke up, it's like, well, now you kind of have to navigate the lifestyle to not want to be at the same event, right? Because you don't want those emotions to come Mm -hmm. into something that's like, right, as being a single coming into this, especially as a male, Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to be, again, the creepy single guy in the corner, right? (laughs) But I think if you plan it out with your significant, your ex-significant other. um, With your ex. Yeah, about how that works and how, um, who's going to go. Like, we know of family members that, you know, have to plan their lifestyle thing. You should be Mm -hmm. kind of like the same dynamic, in my opinion, that you make sure you're planning with, your ex that like hey Mm -hmm. i want to go to this event are you planning on going can we make a compromise is there a way to make this work because if you both want to stay in the lifestyle and go down that path it's that's a kind of a choice that a lot of people it's like an extra step that you have to almost take when you have a relationship in the non-monogamous community is discussing what it looks like after you do break up of you know like preparing for this right like, like i want to stay in the lifestyle i don't okay great okay we both do like what's that going to look like for us and how are we going to navigate this so that we're not pinpointing people against each other too i was just about to say also not pinning the lifestyle against somebody like yeah. organizations like ncsf who help people in these dynamics that people are fighting for their kids because you know somebody's in the lifestyle and somebody's not and they're saying they want custody full custody of the kids because of they live a sinful life and there's organizations like the national coalition for sexual freedom that will help people in that dynamic so again having those conversations about making sure that you're both doing the things that you want to do and being able to express them because if you still like after breakups the communication still shouldn't necessarily stop mm-hmm. right like the the being honest with each other i th- i don't think that that would create a better dynamic if it depends well yeah. i get it but i'm still saying like if it's you it's on a case-by-case basis yeah 100 like i think there's certain things like unless you have unless you absolutely like have, well, have to talk to them like things like take your exes off social media yeah there is no reason for you to be sitting there looking at their shit no or for them to be looking at theirs like it's it's a trigger for lack of better words you're gonna see something pop up or see them with their their new potential partner and you're like it, it sends you right back down that like negative spiral potentially so like talk to each other compassionately like have those conversations with the same sort of love that you had going into them yeah and setting yourself up like setting the the um that's what i'm looking for well set it also like you, standard you well, bar, setting yeah. the bar. well and one also setting up like new social circles like creating mm-hmm. a new social circle like i think that's what you were trying to refer to is like yeah. create a good space for yourself right yeah. that doesn't include your partner so yeah. if you got to go meet new people and get out to events and yeah. stuff like that especially in the non-monogamy community yeah. like create a new social circle that is yeah. healthy for you that yeah. creates the dynamic yeah. for you that makes you feel accepted and yeah. wanted and desired and the things that you're looking for and create that new circle for yourself like again and breakups, it's tough to go back to the same circle, right? Because you have a connection as a couple is almost like, well, it's almost like one unit, right? Mm-hmm. As a couple, you usually yeah. do everything together mm-hmm. as a unit. And so a lot of people will picture you as one unit. That's the thing for us is we've kind of, not like unintentionally, but one of our rules was that if we had played with somebody, 
we had played with somebody that had was in a couple um it would take us to sit down and the four of us really have a deep conversation if it was okay to play a part as that couple just because i think in in our play sort of thing that when we play with a couple we're playing with them as a couple right it's not necessarily we're playing with two we like their energy together Mm -hmm. yes right we're sharing (laughs) that energy together and i think that it was almost one of our rules and and we had said that to somebody that because we played with you as a couple we don't really want to play with you as a single and not to say that that hasn't been the counter opposite as well. Like we it's were more okay, of a boundary. but it yeah. was more of a boundary for us that we would take a lot of conversations because we don't know. Okay. So it was great. The four of us, but it might not be the same, the three of us. Right. Yeah. And not to say that we're still not intrigued about trying that, mm-hmm. but there is that, well, we like it in the together. It's just part of like breakups and understanding that if there's people out there that don't like reach out to you or don't get back to you maybe they've like made a choice that they don't want to talk to either of you or in that dynamic i'm just thinking like create your new social circle where you don't have those you know overlap overlap of memories shared experiences all of that stuff that's a good point and and also i think i'll end with this is to also create a healthy support system for yourself too Mm -hmm. like um your soul like doing yoga or reiki or gym even going to the gym um going for a massage also do like stuff for your physical self like lots of Mm self-care um you going to retreats even or something like that and getting the mental health support too like coaches therapists that kind of stuff that's all really important um but that's a really good segment i think on breakups next we're gonna discuss shakeups in the lifestyle after this quick ad from our sponsors have you checked out season six episode seven of cnn's original series this is the life with lisa ling she covered what a taste of nadia and nolens was like they followed us around for some cool interviews and tickets are now selling out fast for 2020 you won't want to miss this amazing event as king and queen of naughty nolens 2019 we will be returning to hand off our crowns and we want you to join come to new orleans with us july 8th to 12th 2020 and see why we keep coming back every year when you get your tickets through us, we will send you a personal thank you email and add you to our NIN mailing list to help you prepare for 2020. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash naughty and book today. Our Patreon community has got it going on. We recently revamped our entire community and frequently are sharing all kinds of bonus and exclusive content with our members. It's the only platform we share the more intimate side of ourselves, and we even have Kristen, the independent unicorn, on a guest tier. You guys will love her. Membership started at only $5 a month and gives you access to our steamy blog, the video version of many of our shows, never-before-seen photos, the opportunity to join our monthly live smoke show, and much more. Not only that, you are directly supporting us, which means we get to invest more into Sex Uninterrupted and get things like a new video recorder or computer for video editing. Visit patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted and choose a membership tier today. And we're back. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sex Interrupted show. That was our independent unicorn, Kristen, on yeah. the uh, And We're Back, because uh, we like to have fun here and shake things up, just like 
this segment, right? <laughs> shakeups and breakups. Yes. But this is shakeups in the lifestyle. So, um, I, I, again, like we talked about in the first segment, there it really is um, like almost like a a lot of people see a picturesque sort of environment because a lot of people put their best foot forward when they're out in public. Mm-hmm. They don't um, want to sh- share their air their dirty laundry. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I think that this is a very lifestyle that a lot of people would assume that everybody's all perfect and everything, but on the surface, yeah, on sometimes. the surface level, because again, when you're out there, you want to be. Like, nobody wants to be the couple that always has drama, drama, right? Always has problems. It seems like you guys always seem to have problems. Like, nobody needs, like, nobody wants to be that couple, right? So, I think you've always put your best dick forward, your best foot (laughs) forward um, when you're putting yourself out there. And I think that a lot of people don't think that lifestyle couples have shakeups. Now, we have some shakeups. Oh, yeah. Like, some big shakeups, actually. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I kind of want to jump to like the last one of the last <clears throat> points is forgiveness, but I, I think that because we talk about this, and I think we talked about this with Cooper um, S. Beckett from Life on the Swing Set um, in the Buy Men's episode, and he had said and talked about um, forgiveness and yeah, forgiving yourself and forgiving your partner because in this lifestyle you're going to. I, shit's Tara, gonna happen. Tara doesn't like me to say screw up because but you're, shit's gonna happen. Shit's gonna happen. You're yeah. gonna miss something along the way. Like it's really hard to be perfect in non-monogamy life. because there's no yeah, right. Life. Life. Well, because exactly. there's no right way to do it. Yeah. Well, and the the right way per se looks different for everyone. Like mm-hmm. what's right for me is not right for some other people. Like, they look at what I'm doing, and they're like, you're fucking nuts. Yeah. And they're like, how do you have the emotional capacity for this? And I'm like, monogamy doesn't work for me, though. So just because monogamy works for you doesn't mean it works for me. So shakeups do happen. And it was funny because um, Kristen, on a camping trip, kind of uh, found out that we weren't. Um, <laughs> Our first camping trip. Our first camping trip. It was and, wonderful. Uh, me and Tara had had some disagreements a a couple shakeups and so Kristen got to kind of see that so and then she said that we were like a real couple which was kind of funny I'm like oh yeah that was like my first experience of seeing you guys like that and I felt it was so raw and authentic and this wasn't like some huge fight just for clarification it was more like a little bickering type thing but to be able to see you guys you know kind of disengage a little bit like that but then pull it all back together like you gave each other i think like half an hour 45 minutes of space whatever tara went for a walk and you and i you know continued setting up camp and then you went and chatted and you know came back to the table and and worked it out and you forgave each other and it was like all right now let's fucking cook some marshmallows well and that's the thing it's the forgiveness of under and an understanding that your partner is going to like it's they're gonna miss something. They're gonna just say the wrong thing because we all know how to get each under each other's skin. Let's be real. When you spend enough time with people, <laughs> you're gonna figure out how to get under their skin. And buttons. and when something shakes up and like you know rocks the foundation, you have easy ways of um, like trying to escape that Mm -hmm. dynamic by using your i guess your defense mechanisms which sometimes relate in you getting into further arguments and deflecting the blame or doing stuff like that so i think that big shakeups can happen and you got to forgive your partner for ones that are like 
not break up. I guess how do you say that? Break up worthy. We'll cross your line. Yes. Cross your boundary. Yeah. Whatever that is to you. I mean, it's going to be different to everybody else. There's not a line in the sand for anyone, um, unless it's like unconsensual or abuse. Yeah. Absolutely. If there's or any. cheating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cheating. I. I I think couples can definitely come back from cheating. Oh, I, and I don't, dis- I, don't, I, I don't agree mean, with you. I don't think I that, that means you. that you need to break up. I think that there's always room for um, growth and to work things out, especially using therapy yeah. or coaching or whatever it is. But there's definitely room to navigate um, cheating. And I've seen couples navigate that before, and it's been successful for them. Um, but yeah, like a, a big thing, like you said, is forgiveness, not letting things fester. And um, yeah. Well, and it can be like, there are healthy ways to navigate. Um, I, I always go back to these two because they're brilliant when it comes to relationships. But Charlie and Arian from sexbecause.com, um, they just talked about fighting in your relationship and like not necessarily, and even saying like fighting to win. Because, like, again, some fights are necessary, in a sense, in your relationship. Mm -hmm. But it's also learning how to fight and not do the things that most people do, which is bring up past shit. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about it with Swinging Down Under, um, how once you've forgiven somebody for something, that you shouldn't be bringing that back up again because you forgave me for that. And it shouldn't be a reminder piece to go back there. I don't entirely agree with that statement if the behavior that they are demonstrating is repeated. Yes, yes. 100%. So then if I if think they do the same thing, if they do the same thing over and over again and you don't get, you don't get your pee-pee smacked and you don't get in trouble yeah. for it and you don't learn your lesson, yeah. absolutely go ahead and do that. So but I, I don't think, think if you forgave somebody you should bring that one back up. Well, but I've I've forgiven one partner for cheating and then we changed the dynamics. I said, okay, if you want to play alone, we can play separately. You can play with women, but I want to play with men separately, like alone. He was not on board for that, so he went and cheated again. Dynamic. You forgave him, tried to change the dynamic of the relationship, but he went back to the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm in agreement. So I still forgave him the first time, but I think like the second time, like that trust is then broken. Like, how do you come back from that? A second time? Probably not. No. No. I, well. It all depends on each everybody's relationship yeah. and where you are in life. And we can understand that. And like for us, it's a no, right? Mm-hmm. But for somebody else, somebody somebody else along the lines that has maybe a little bit more to lose or gain. Like, and it's yeah. not to say that there's yeah. a different competitive side to this, but there's some people that have more to lose in a divorce or a yeah. breakup or a shakeup or something along these yeah. like lines, right? Um, I know a lot of people stay together for kids and some people stay together for money and some people stay together because they live together. And so... Well, and a shakeup in like, just because like, okay, so cheating is one extreme of a mm-hmm. shakeup. Yeah. And then on another end of the spectrum it could just be a communication breakdown like you could have a communication breakdown that's so bad that that can that could almost cause a breakup i had well we had one but you knew it wasn't necessarily about like that dynamic but for it was the fact that i missed a signal literally in a play scene and i missed signals Mm -hmm. and she left the room and at that as soon as she left the room that's when my like it all clicked back in and i was like no something went wrong 
<laughs> right? Because we do everything together. So as soon as she was out of the room and that wasn't, and I, she had said, I'm leaving, but that didn't click for me yeah. due to alcohol and drugs yeah. and wasn't the best scene. But yes, that for me was like, I didn't click in and register, which is probably the last time I actually done drugs in an LS scene because yeah. it makes you lose that stuff. And that's when shakeups happen and that's yeah. when fights happen. And it's funny because then the yeah. cab driver on the ride home is like, oh my God, <laughs> what do I do with these people in the back of my car? Yeah, I really, and maybe this is like just for me personally, but I do not find drugs or alcohol to be an enhancer in my life. It's an inhibitor. My, It puts those blocks up, blocks up where I will do things when I'm under the influence that I would not do if I'm sober. Mm-hmm. So... And, and that circles around to that was a learning lesson in that relationship where it caused shakeups. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I think it causes a lot of shakeups, too, because it can. Well, like we said in our taboo uh, seminar, it can definitely encourage you to do some things that maybe you weren't OK with doing sober mm-hmm. and it like your memory like everything right yeah. so it's a shame bit. over and i think that a, another big thing i think what we're, we're more getting to is the push of boundaries mm-hmm. right the rules are never meant to be broken so mm-hmm. like you don't play a part you don't play a part mm-hmm. but it's like boundaries of like well it's sometimes we can play a part if it's been talked about and agreed upon with all the parties involved mm-hmm. right and when somebody pushes those boundaries i think that's a big shake-up moment because Again, I always go back to the amount of time that you spent to set up your rules, set up your boundaries, set up all the communication things that you need, the nonverbal, the verbal, and you break all of this stuff down. I think that when you start pushing the, the boundaries without the check-ins, the, 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 the deep communication that it needs, mm-hmm. that's when a lot of people get into trouble is because the boundaries were crossed and it was like... I don't know. You came inside of her, oh, right? Yeah. Not necessarily like with a condom, but you came inside. That's a that's a big thing for some people. Yeah, is like you you came inside somebody and you don't know what that's like until somebody your significant other as yeah. a male does that, and you don't, as a woman you don't know that. Mm-hmm. And what if the male the other male is giving your significant other like multiple 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 orgasms and you've never done that? Yeah. right that's a big shake-up these are these are things that I, I always talk about the unexpected is the one thing is the things that are going to rock your foundation the most mm-hmm. so i think that when we talk about communication breakdowns and your rules and boundaries well there should be such a big emphasis on making sure that you're preparing yourself for little things like this it, well, like mm-hmm. a breakup we've talked about it yeah. well and going into like the circle of avoidance, which is a tool that I learned from my therapist. And basically like it's a diagram that she drew out for me and she's like, an event happens. Like either he came inside of her or you caught your partner cheating emotionally by sending a text that was not consensual. Okay. Like how do you, how do you work through this? So in your inner galaxy, your inner experience, you have these thoughts and, and emotions that come up. What you, what you need to do to, work through this to navigate it is to acknowledge them like what am I feeling what am I thinking how is this affecting me um attend to it whether it be talking to your partner talking to a therapist talking with some girlfriends at coffee Mm -hmm. like whatever the extent is needed for it and then um accept it right yeah that's the either you know leave him or 
talk to him and make it work. Mm -hmm. The things that people do, there's six tactics that people do to avoid this, which then when the event happens, it's like it turns into a nasty circle of avoidance. And the six things are so increased thinking, you like overthinking in your head all the time. Um, You zone out, you numb out like this is... Um, you don't, you just don't even care. You don't even give any attention to it. You zone out. So that's like on technology, you kind of like engross yourself in that kind of stuff. Podcast. You you (laughs) create drama, um, like either in your own family, you just, you project your anger and stuff outward. Uh, you become very controlling in this. You might want to like always ask him what's going on on his phone Mm -hmm. or you just withdraw and you just shut down from society. So unless you like deal with your inner experience and you and you don't attend to it those uh the avoidance tactics used will just recreate this event happening over and over and so and then that will also break down your trust yeah and i think that it'll it'll, the the shake-ups will lead to the breakup and i think that once you start breaking and breaking down trust i think that's such a big thing because one of the things about the lifestyle that i find one of the big things is because you do um we do mostly everything together and you go to events together and you do all that stuff that your trust is pretty high in your significant other that they're gonna one have your back they're gonna be there for you when you when you need them Mm -hmm. um that they're gonna have your back that they're gonna stand up for you in a sense right they're gonna be there when potentially you're in a bad scenario and you start giving the code word or the nonverbal cues and you're double squeezing like you need to get out of a situation or these things and so when you start breaking those things when you start like going into this cycle i think you're really breaking down trust even more and more every time happens yeah and i think that you're gonna you're gonna get to a point where you're not gonna be able to trust your partner in a lifestyle i think that requires a lot a lot of trust Mm -hmm. and so really actually i just read i'm reading a book called the compound effect i think i talked about another podcast but a breakup is an accumulation of small things happening again and again and again repetitively and then just not fucking dealing with them, mm-hmm. right? Don't let it fester. Just yeah. just doing the avoidance tactics rather than actually dealing with it and breaking that cycle so that when the event comes again, you have the tools and you have that foundation built in your relationship to navigate that. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100. Because it is, it's a compound effect. It's, well, that's why it doesn't, people don't just magically break up out of the blue for no reason. Well, you shouldn't be going back to the same fight. There's a series of events that Mm -hmm. have happened to get that couple there. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be going back through the same fight. Mm -hmm. Again, a shakeup should be like a learning curve. Yep. Right? A A shakeup, yep, it's a, it's a speed bump. It's like, it's not, well, eh, it can be bigger. It can be, you know, bigger speed bumps. They like, got some air. Yeah, you can get some serious air. <laughs> Too but, fast. Um, I think that if you learn from your shakeups and you learn from your um, arguments and your fights and the, about the lifestyle in a sense, right? And about your relationship well, about and everything. the things. Yeah, in your relationship and talking about those things. I think that if you start breaking them down again and holding space for people to be able to express the things that they want to express, just like you would... Any any other time when they're expressing their fantasies, desires, their wants, their needs, when there are shakeups, like doing dyadic um, 
or mm, dyad, dyad conversations. So you're holding space for somebody, allowing them to speak their truth and allowing them to get the shit off their chest or, and just being able to let somebody release the things that they're feeling. So for listeners who don't know what a dyad is, can you explain to them what it is? So a dyad is a like a communication tool or a communication, yeah, communication tool. tool. Mm-hmm. So where you end up sitting across from your partner and you ask them a question and not, not necessarily be like how is your day but it could be like how are you how was your feet how did you feel today you know during the day and somebody's able to express all of the feelings they had during the day and why they had them and all of this stuff and as a partner or the person that's doing you're doing this with one person that's listener. asking the question becomes the listener mm-hmm. and all you do is listen you don't say a word you don't acknowledge anything that they're saying you just kind of sit there and listen and at the end of it all you say is thank you mm-hmm. so what this does is it allows somebody to have the space and the freedom to talk about anything mm-hmm. So that and they know that you're not going to come back to them with like and react and point fingers and do all of this stuff. So all you're saying is thank you, or say yeah, that's great that your day was like that, but I actually had a worse day because I went through this. And then so it's just it's holding space. Mm -hmm. It's just holding space. Yeah, and I Um, think that that also can help your your shakeups because then you allow because most times when you do a shakeup and you have like these things. They'll be train of thought lost. That's oh. okay though, because we were just getting to the end of the show. So we are we have some Instagram questions <laughs> next, <laughs> and then um, we can answer those. So another quick word from the sponsors, and we get back. We have Instagram questions. Hey, sexy listeners, do you like free stuff? because we like free stuff. And Adam and Eve is helping us to give you some free stuff. Right now, if you go to adamandeve.com and use SU at checkout, you'll get one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve will give you 10 tantalizing free gifts, a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. Plus six free spicy movies. Plus free shipping. That's right, folks. If you go to adamandeve.com, Pick out one item, you'll get it for 50% off, plus a sexy gift for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, plus six free spicy movies and free shipping. Sue at adamandeve.com. When we travel all over the world, we always play the game Guess the Swinger. It's a fun way to kill time in airports or lineups, and we always get a good laugh. Recently, we found out a way to know if our guess was right or not. A black ring on the right hand ring finger. We had no idea about this until we talked to our friends at Partners ID Jewelry, and they hooked us up with our own set of black rings. If you want to be secretly known as a lifestyler and put your sexy vibes out there, we highly suggest getting a set of your own. Right now you can save 10% with the code SU10, no spaces. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash lifestyle shop and get your own today. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted <laughs> with Tara James and the Independent Unicorn Kristen. Uh-huh. And we have our IG questions from our Instagram followers. And Kristen has so graciously asked that she, if during the break, if she could do the first one, do the first one. So the floor is yours. Awesome. Thank you. Or do you want me to ask a question and then you answer it? Yeah, you can ask the question. That All right. sounds more natural, authentic. Should you take. Oh. Question number one, 
Should you take a step back from the lifestyle if you break up with your partner? All right. So I personally don't think you should take a step back from the lifestyle itself, but I do think play should be taken off the table. And the reason I say that is because recently I've been delving into Tantra and um, when you have an orgasm, dopamine is released in your brain and that's that chemical that makes you feel really, really good. So Mm. if you're going out and you're constantly just fucking, to me, that's another coping tool of not dealing with your shit. It's like the same as drinking. It's the same as drinking. It's the same as doing Doing drugs. drugs. It's another numbing tool and you're not really healing you're just putting you're you're fixating on something else you're like oh like this feels good momentarily for like whatever half an hour hour you're just numbing the pain you're just numbing the pain so Mm. i personally don't think it's necessary to take a break from the lifestyle but the sex side of it i i do and like for me personally in my experience do you mean like just group play but i i don't understand i'd not be sexual not be sexual like go out for like dinners or dates go connect go hang out get your your connection yeah no i get it don't play Mm -hmm. uh, don't play for how well i think yeah exactly because i like that's that's hard to say uh, to somebody when um i think about it in this way if I wanted to get over a relationship, I may use sex to find a new partner. Is that a healthy way of finding a new partner? Well, I'm a sexual being. I'm a sexual person. Yeah. It's how I feel love. Yeah. It's kind of how we got together. So I can't necessarily deny that that wouldn't necessarily be a good thing. Mm. All right. Well, well, no, I'm not saying. I, no, I like how you put it, though. Yeah. Like, I get, I get your dynamic of what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. I just, for me, sex becomes a big part of a relationship. Totally. But what about self love? Like, you can still come. You can love the fuck out of yourself. You don't need someone else to love you. Yeah, but jerking off gets old. Trust me, dude. I, I live alone. I masturbate on the regular. I masturbate too. Don't get me wrong. I love the self love. But I also like having love and connection with another person. Do you associate sex with love then? Of course. So I'm, oh, a, se- see, I'm a sexual too, blueprint. But it's two separate things to me. I'm like, I can fuck you and not love you at all. And I can love you and not fuck you and want anything sexually to do with you. I feel love through sex. Okay. Not necessarily saying that I have to love you to have sex with you. Okay. I feel love through sex. I feel a connection through sex. Okay. It's how I... Again, that's how when we started our relationship, mm-hmm. I thought that we were in like the most love because we were having so much sex. <laughs> and okay. I was like, we're just fucking. Yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. And I would be it's just like how I'm wired for pleasure. It's how yeah. I'm wired for love. Touch is a thing for me. So that's how it works for me in the five love languages <laughs> and the erotic yeah. blueprints. I'm a sexual 50%. So really... In my all of the things that put it together, yeah. I feel love through sex. Not to say that I have to love you. That's so cool because on the erotic blueprint, sexual was my last one. 
I like the shape shifter was the most then sensual and kink and they were all very close within percentages of each other and I think sexual got like fucking like eight percent or something yeah so to me it's like it's not about the sex it's everything else leading up to it so I guess that's why to me I'm like take that off the table especially you know with the dopamine connection where it can potentially just be an an addictive coping mechanism you're like well this feels good so I'm just gonna keep fucking and fuck the pain away well you're not really fucking the pain away yeah that just became perfect but yeah no I agree with yeah. you I agree with what you're saying yeah. just because of that's I think it gets both wired. sides yeah. and I think it just takes self-awareness to know what's right for you yeah like and that circles around to what we were saying earlier like what's right for someone else isn't right for another person but I like, like some people you know maybe have an addiction or a stronger addiction to booze and it's the same way maybe like when you are going through shit you shouldn't be drinking but when you're out socially and just having good time it's okay to have a few drinks right but you know if you're going through shit in your life don't have a drink because that could be a down downhill you know spiral downward spiral and like when you are going through shit like surround yourself with that healthy network of people that are going to hold you accountable in a positive way Mm -hmm. like not sit there and rag on you and you know just beat you up even more but but if you your buddies that are going to take you to yoga but if you go keep going back through that cycle and not learning anything your Mm -hmm. friends should still hold you accountable in a negative way if you keep putting yourselves in a bad scenario but isn't like do you work well on like i don't mean like constructive criticism yes like, oh absolutely i so, no, i feel what you're saying where it helps build you and you to see things outside of like from an outsider's perspective and you should yeah. still take their point of view and as a friend you should be yeah. honest with your friends yeah okay we're I getting think, off topic sorry <laughs> okay. okay next question <laughs> what should i do if i don't want to leave the lifestyle after breakup stay in it do you? A lifestyle. Do you? So, Do again, you? Again, own your pleasure. A lot, of, a lot of thing. A lot of people say lifestyle is a mentality. So it's like if you want to stay in it, just stay in it. But maybe distance yourself from sex if that's what you need, or distance yourself from. But the community is also a great support network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for that, the community will mostly be there for everybody. We know people that reach out all the time after breakups to us and ask questions about how that works out and should I come to this event because my part is my partner coming because they're not talking about it stuff yeah, like, like that. Oh yeah, happens lots. So if you want to be in it, stay in it. It's it's a again the lifestyle should be a choice. It mm-hmm. always should be a choice. You shouldn't be forced into this. So if you make the choice to be in it in the first place, you can make a choice to be in it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Question three: <laughs> How do you handle if a play couple breaks up? How do like, you handle a, a play couple breaking up? Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah. No, you had it right. It was you said written. it right. I, <laughs> I just read the word. It was read. It was written. <laughs> but how do you handle a, if a play couple breaks up? So that's like your friends or play couple or like somebody that you're friends with. I think that goes back to the whole thing of just doing you. Whatever yeah. feels comfortable. If yeah. you're comfortable with this person, hang out with them. If you're not, you know be open and be honest and just tell them you know we were more interested in your your significant other than you i don't know like shit happens it's like people shouldn't get hurt over stuff like this like they're well they shouldn't get hurt because they're being honest with you they're telling you the truth and wouldn't you rather have that than them string you along and think that you're i would you know and hang out with you at a pity yes yeah 
I don't know. I think I think the it, it shows people that these are the people for you that are going to be there for you. So if mm-hmm. they're not going to be there for you, it's the same as in if you were playing with them. If it didn't work out and you weren't playing with them, then they're not the people for, or they're like, they could be friends or if yeah. they said something or did something wrong. They're owning their no. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big thing. They're owning their no. And it's okay to say no in this lifestyle regardless if it's sexual regardless if it's a couple breaking up and you are just interested in being friends with one person then say that and reach out to them you're no and we're all entitled to that in the lifestyle and to to paint somebody bad for owning their no and not wanting to be involved with another person you're being hypocritical in my opinion bottom line boom mic drop <laughs> okay should right. the ls be used as a fix to a struggling relationship we kind of already went into this and that was a hard no hard <laughs> hard no yep. and that's not to say that couples can't work through cheating i i personally know within the years of therapy that i have now done that if you break that trust it's fucking broken mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say like i said that other people can't come back from it but I am a firm believer that the lifestyle does not fix relationships. It will magnify what's going on, good and bad. So keep in mind, like all the good stuff you bring to the table, that's going to be highlighted as well. But all that shitty stuff is going to be blown up and you're going to have to deal with it. Yes, you are. And thank you, okay. Kristen. <laughs> this question I really, really liked. Okay. What do we do with our couple's profile, online personas, pictures, all that stuff? My advice is fucking delete those yeah. profiles right away. Yeah. There's been a few times where I've seen couples breaking up and then one partner using the couple's profile as a way to meet others in the lifestyle in a deceiving it. way. Yeah. Yeah. And delete them together. Make sh- Like if you have a couple's email account, delete that together. Hey, by the way, talk about this shit beforehand. Yeah. Right? Like... Again, I understand a lot of we people think that you're... We haven't had that talk, James. Well, okay, then... What are, are we going to do? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like a prenup <laughs> talk, well, though. It know. is kind of like a prenup for it's, the lifestyle. Like, you just... It's being prepared. It's not like, you know, putting... What's the word I'm like? Well, you're putting for? everything out there. It doesn't really matter. You're putting a lot of shit out there. You're putting naked bodies out there. You're putting body parts, stuff that's very private. You're putting your wants of like what you want out mm-hmm. of the lifestyle, what you want sexually. Yeah. You're putting desires out there. You're detailing some pretty intimate stuff because you want people to be intimate with you and you want people to be attracted to you based upon what they want. And mm-hmm. so I think that there's a lot of people that would benefit um from finding ways of getting rid of all of that online stuff because you don't want somebody to use it against you either. Mm-hmm. Right porn. afterward, revenge mm-hmm. porn. We all understand that shit. It's not cool, and so you got to be careful. Protect of this stuff. yourself. Protect yeah, yourself. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think we have time for one, one more. One more. Yeah. I like this one. Um, we broke up, and all my lifestyle friends aren't talking to me. What should I do? Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say reach out to them and ask them why. why? Yeah. Like what's going on? Um, like you said, like James said, maybe they really only felt comfortable and interested in playing with you while you were a couple. Um, 
Maybe they just want to play with your other, your significant other. Yeah, but I, the only or... way you're going to find out is if you communicate this with them. And so asking them is the most mature thing to do. And a lifestyle tip for all the lifestyle couples out there, be honest. Why not? Yeah. Again, because again, you're, you're not going to hurt them further. They've already been hurt. They've already broken up with somebody. They lost significant other they they grew apart or whatever it was doesn't make somebody feel no, any better and you don't know that um my input on that sorry i'm like waving my hand i'm like i want to talk yes Kristen. <laughs> um my my takeaway on that as well though is i like to feel like when one door shuts another door is opening like my relationship ending in the lifestyle is likely one of the best things that has ever happened like I have found my tribe. I, you know, took spiritual slut. Sorry, spiritual slut. Spiritual slut. <laughs> um, you know, Lodal has been absolutely amazing. Like I found a tribe of women. Like ladies I am now of the lifestyle. Ladies of the lifestyle. Shout out. Like I am now friends with women that I never in a million years thought I would be. You know, it was just it was a new opportunity. So take it as an opportunity to reinvent your social circle. You know, there may be a reason why the universe has blocked these people from yeah, being in your life. Exactly. The next chapter. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I try not to take it too personally. Yeah. Um, right. It's hard I'll, not to. It's but, hard not to. Yeah. But try not to. Because Says again, James. Well, <laughs> I, if they don't. I'm a little if, more emotional than you. Well, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, I was talking to my aunt about this, actually. Um, a lot of people won't say anything for fear of a uncomfortable situation, yeah. right? You already talk about a lot of things in your relationship. It's like, I don't want to have this drama or the shit around me. And I think a lot of people avoid conversations like this, mm -hmm. which is why I think that as a lifestyle couple, you should be open and honest with everybody around you so that you don't have these um, awkward moments where somebody's choosing not to say something for fear of an awkward or um, like, you know, a, like a bad situation, I guess, yeah. in a sense. Uncomfortable. So, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable situation. Yeah, and so they don't say anything. And it's like, well... It makes it even more uncomfortable. Silence isn't consent. So I mean, let's it's, just a, go. <laughs> it's a small community. Like, if you're if there's a big event happening, you're probably going to see all these people. Yeah. yeah. So and just talking ask, about how you feel. Yeah. And they're going to ask you oh, questions, right? <laughs> they're going to so, ask you questions because they, they want to know too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I think that... Um, it can be really difficult navigating the breakups and shakeups in the lifestyle. And hopefully you guys were able to take away some good tips, some good advice with this. Uh, we're going to... Yeah, we're, we're going to actually just wrap this out. up. Yeah. Thank you, Kristen, so much for taking the time to uh, come on our show today. Um, she really helped us out with this one um, because we don't really have much experience with breakups because we haven't broken up. And we're not planning on <laughs> no, it. No, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want to say the yet part. But, uh, if um, anybody wants to chat with me one on one, my Instagram handle is independentunicorn1111. 1111. Yeah. I'm going with that. It's easier than 1111. <laughs> so 11, 11. feel free to add me and let me know that you want to chat about whatever. Yeah. I like, I like talking. And thank you, hashtag Sue Crew, for listening all the way to the end. We will be coming out with another episode next Friday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. And if you like our dynamic, we do a lot of lives and stuff on our Patreon member-only community. So 
We're always on there yeah. doing stuff with Kristen. I have a tear on there too. Yeah, so yes. you can go support her. And I show her. my boobs. <laughs> her favorite uh, part. I love my boobs. <laughs> and that wraps it up. So until next week. Keep it sexy. Holla. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed The Sexy Show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Friday at 2 p.m. on the West Coast and 5 p.m. on the East Coast on the Voice America Variety Channel.